This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hello, everyone. First of all, I would like to apologize for no show last week. Um, I was in New Jersey and I there was a lot going on and there's big changes happening. I made a decision to move back there, which I'm going to be leaving Virginia Beach on the 19th. So as you can tell, it's going to be a whirlwind for a move. So I am here now. And I am grateful for all of you who are listening and hanging there with me. I know that we have Robert on, and I want to say hello to Robert. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being here. Um, I also would like to invite you all to go to my website, contact me, and I can add you to the mailing list so you can be up on what's going on with events, where I'm going to be, what's happening, because there's a lot of change occurring um, and in the new year, there's going to be just, you know, great things happening. I can, I feel it. I know it. I'm getting it. I'm receiving it. Um, I'm also now um, posting on X. That was formerly Twitter. You can find me there. Um, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, and, and of course, my Facebook. There's probably something else I'm missing. But um, so today I do have a guest and I met her doing events. Uh, her name is Susan Latner and she studied um, esoteric science, which she still continues to study. 
Uh, she has a bachelor's degree in psychology. She's also a published author of several uh, books, and she's here today. We're going to talk about her latest manual, Lighten Your Path. I'd like to welcome Susan Latner to my show. Hi, Mary. Hi, Susan. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's so okay. nice to be invited. Thank you so much yeah, for having me. Yeah, I think we talked about this way back at the, uh, the Richmond event. Right. Which was, I don't even know. What it's been a while. Is. It has been yeah. a while. Yeah, time is so fluid, too. You know, you look back <laughs> at things and you say, how did I get all that done? I haven't been on this earth that long. You know? so, so tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to what you do. Okay, so God, God bless my parents. That's how I have to start because these poor people had no clue about parenting. I was the firstborn child. I don't know what they had on their mind when they had babies, but in any case, they, they just didn't know what to do or how to handle me in particular. Um, they got better as my brother came along, but um, I was very inquisitive. I had a lot of questions as a little girl. And back in those days, we didn't have Google where they could question, you know, ask a question. So they didn't know what to do. And they made no attempt whatsoever to answer my questions. So, you know, instead of nurturing me and helping me try to find out whatever the question was that I needed answered, they just labeled me as odd and treated me like the black sheep of the family. And so life was really rather very depressing growing up because I just wasn't getting what I needed out of out of their um, environment. But I was very fortunate to go to college and I mean, I just thrived. It was so enervating and exciting to learn about just anything different than what <laughs> my poor mom was teaching. <laughs> and and um, and so I, I flourished and I got a bachelor's degree in psychology and then um, the bottom fell out. My mom was diagnosed with cancer and I was told that my education was going to stop because all money and time and effort needed to go to help mom heal. And of course I understood and had great compassion and wanted to be there with her. And um you know, of course I loved her, but I, it didn't stop me from wanting more information. And then life took its turn and I got married and had children and all the things that mom told me that I had to do as a wife and a mother um, were just depressing. It wasn't enough. I adore my children. I love being with them, but I still had, I still had questions that needed to be answered. And so one day I had a girlfriend call me and she said, let's go get our tarot cards read. And I said, I don't know what that is, but okay. And so we <laughs> went to this woman um, who read our cards. I have no idea what the reading was about. But at the end of the reading, she said to me, well, you seem bored. Why don't you come take classes? It's like, oh, okay. You know, I wanted information and I didn't know what I wanted. All I know is that I needed more than what I had. Well, I had no idea when I met her that this woman was a world-renowned authority in a vast array of esoteric sciences, Harrow being one of them. She was very humble. She never, ever said, you know, these are my credentials. And she had education up the wazoo. 
but so I started taking tarot and it was difficult and I was still, you know, a young mom with little kids, but I pursued with it. And, and the more I, the more I studied and grasped, the more I, I liked it. And so I started taking other classes from her and we went on to numerology. Well, oh my gosh, numerology is our life plan. What it is we came to do and it opens up for you all the different aspects of what it is that you have had in success, what it is you are challenged by, and what it is that you plan to do in this life. And it was so enlightening because it was so very different than what mom had told me I had to do. So it was like a big burden was lifted off of my shoulders because it was like, oh my gosh, no wonder I was always depressed. No wonder, you know, I just never got what I was looking for because I wasn't being channeled in the right direction. So yeah. then we went on to past life regression. Now, if tarot is the cake and numerology is the icing, past life regression is the sprinkles and the cherry on top. Because, oh my gosh, this answered everything. Anything I ever wanted to know, I got the information by going back into past lives and exploring the original situations that happened in each of the relationships that I had. So I saw mom and I saw dad and grandparents and my and my brother and you know my husband and children and, and everybody that I had strong connections with. And there were other topics as well. But interwoven amongst all of these topics was this energy that was so nurturing and loving and energizing that like I took notes for everything that I took. I still have boxes and boxes of notes that I took through all these classes. But after Eileen passed away, I decided I was going to compile some of the notes that I had taken. I put it together in this little booklet, Lighten Your Path, which is what we're discussing today. And it was just the most magnificent. I have mine. <laughs> the most magnificent nurturing energy. And in the booklet, I have many exercises and tools to deal with life better than what the normal everyday person has to deal with or, or how we're taught to deal with things in society. So, you know, on our road to new beginnings, we have to come to terms with ways to harmonize with our universe. But how can we do this if we're continually tripping over obstacles either that we create for ourselves or are created for us by other people. Right, right. And the answer is, is that we just can't. But knowledge, knowledge is our key to everlasting peace. Now, I wish every person on this planet were interested in learning on how to harmonize with the universe and lead better lives. But most people want what they want, the way they want it, and they don't want to compromise. Don't you think that that comes from the the false programming that they are raised from? And you are very um, you were very fortunate because you were a seeker, as I was a seeker. We didn't right. settle for the, what we were being spoon fed. So right. I think that people lose that because they can't see past that facade that they've been put that has been put in front of them. Exactly. So knowledge is our key to everlasting peace, but it's peace within our own continents. 
So we're told, you know, the rhetoric is when we're children growing up is that we're created in God's image. Now, I just thought that meant that I look like God. He looked like me. He was a big daddy in the sky that was in human form. And, right. you know, and I never thought past that until I started studying. And then I realized that what that meant is that prior to birth, each and every one of us, every single person, whether they're the lowliest beggar all the way up to the highest spiritual soul, sits with higher master guidance and creates an incredible plan for our life. And everything is taken into consideration, all your strengths and all your weaknesses, all the different people you need to meet and all the challenges that you set out to overcome and what it is you plan to do with your life as far as either a profession or, or your soul journey. Right. And God believes in us so completely and loves us so much that our plan is approved. We're not permitted to come to earth without a plan. Even if we're here for only one day, we have to have that complete plan for that day. And it doesn't matter what other people do or don't do, that we are blessed to be able to be here and we're, and we're loved as it is, which was just mind boggling to me. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody up there loves me that enough to say, look, this is what you're going to, you plan to do. I agree that you can do this. And we right. take an oath. We're going to, we're going to follow our plan and we're going to help other people. And then we're birthed. So while it's very easy to be angry or disappointed or frustrated with what life presents to us, we need to see our challenges differently. We need to look at them like they're just lessons to be learned instead of seeing them exactly. as big boulders and obstacles in our way. So they're we have actually nothing. blessings. They're blessings. Right. Because that's what, we, that's what we came to do. So we right. have lessons right. to learn about our station in life, whether it's our economic station or our sexual orientation or the religion that we belong to or you know depending on like I remember being a kid and having them laugh at me because I wore glasses or as I get older I'm now contending with ageism it's like oh look at that you know I don't see myself as anything different than I did when I was a teenager but apparently the rest of the world does so again we have to deal with that we have to deal with and overcome the challenges of our family members or our coworkers or our neighbors. And then we have lessons to be learned with the work that we're here to accomplish. Right, right. In addition to all of that, we have to be um, supportive of each other and share the blessings of abundance. And the more that we have financially, the more we're supposed to be sharing it. Now, Many years ago, while I was studying, there was a group of people that I studied with for, for years. And we took every class that Eileen ever taught. And then there were other people that came and went. And there was this um, group of older ladies, and there were just a few of them that came. And they went to like all the different types of classes there were in their area. And they were fawning over this one woman who, if you looked at her, I mean, she was just very plain. She had no makeup on. She wore no jewelry except for her little wedding band. Her clothes were very plain. And um, one of the, I was talking to one of the ladies. I pulled her aside and I was like, who 
is this woman? She goes, she's very wealthy. She's, she's very, very wealthy. And these older ladies were fawning over her like she was something special until it's like, I don't know who she is. <laughs> well, this woman was born into wealth and then she married up. And she didn't just marry up. She married up into the 1% on this planet where the family name is known around the world and has been for well, I don't know how long ago it was, but for many, many years. And so she lived in fear. She was terrified that people would find out how they got their money and would come after them for it. So she lived a humble life. Well, first of all, her last name, her husband's last name was not the same as the family fortune. So she was fortunate there, but, but they took it like a step too far. I mean, these two people shared a beat-up old station wagon, and that's what they drove. Now, these people had so much money, they could have each had their own beat-up old station wagon, or they could have found a fleet of beat-up old station wagons, or, you know, a fleet of stretch limousines. The home that they lived in was a nice big home, but it was in a housing development where these big houses were one right on top of the, each other, you know, and they they should have had, you know, a mansion on, on islands. And for all I know, they had family compounds around the world that they could go to to escape the reality of, you know, all these greedy people. But it was so bizarre to to hear her story. And not only that, it's like, so here they had this great big house and they she didn't put the heat on at night and she and her husband slept in stocking caps which I thought that, you know, for people who are wealthy, that's really bizarre. So we're sitting in class one day and Eileen is on a break and she starts speaking and she, you know, she chimed in every now and again. But on this one particular day, she was very angry. Can you believe this? One of her relatives had passed away and her son received only, as an inheritance, received only $2 million. Now, I was flabbergasted. I'm not a good poker face player. You know, I could never play poker. My eyes went wide. And I'm thinking to myself, how much money do you have that $2 million is insulting? You know, right. and it wasn't earned money. It was an inheritance. So the bottom line really is, is that no matter how much we have, whether we have very little or we have these mega bazillions like this woman, we have to appreciate that which we do have. Our job, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father, for the job that I do have, for the money that I do have, and say it out loud in prayer. Right. Thank you, thank you for the roof over my head. You get to move, you have some place to move to. It's a wonderful feeling to have a roof over your head. Right. And you get in your car and you say, thank you for this car. Thank you exactly. for the safe trip. You know, every time I get in the car, I say that. And it's and you have to stay in that gratitude because it, it is about that. And it, that story that you just uh, told when you said that about the heat, it, I had like a vision of Ebenezer Scrooge. Right. But I also know that money is not what buys us our peace or joy and our happiness. It's, it starts within and needing to have that gratitude for where we're at and what we have. I mean, I've counseled people that have rolled up in very fancy cars and they're miserable. 
<laughs> you know, it's like, so people think, well, I'll get happy when I get that promotion or I have that house or, you know, I get the fancy car. But no, no, if you're not happy where you're at now, you're not going to be happy with all that stuff either. Right. And so the bottom line really is that appreciation is the key to receiving more. And it's right. not just, a, you know, touching what you have or liking your clothes, but, but say out loud, oh, you know what? I love my clothes. I love my furniture. Go around and touch your possessions. And if it's not enough, if what you earn is not enough, then ask out loud, Father, I'm so appreciative of what I have, but I need more. Tell me how I can get more. It doesn't fall out of the sky like this woman was so fortunate. Her son, who didn't need the money, was so fortunate to have this extra $2 million. The rest of us are not usually that, that fortunate. But then we have to sit and meditate and, and find out. And maybe we need to get a different job. And I remember, I remember during COVID, when I lost my income, it's like, oh my God, I still have bills to pay. My rent doesn't stop just because everything is shut down. And I was meditating and the answer that came to me, I'm asking for more. And the answer that came to me was reduce your expenses, which was not what I wanted to hear, but it was <laughs> what I needed at that time. It's not a permanent but it was necessary at that time. So I spent the time and reviewed all the insurances and you know whatever it was that I, that I had. Because sometimes all we have to do is change our attitude or our approach to our situation to be able to appreciate and receive more coming in. Because right. what we receive, we attract in cycles. So the positive stuff comes to us in karma and cycles and the challenges come to us on their own cycles and in specific intervals. And our repetitive behavior patterns have to be appropriate or adjusted in accordance to what's really going on in our life now. Whereas 20 years ago, we may have just said, well, you know, uh, you know, I don't care or whatever our attitude was. So we have to be appropriate today because our duty in life is to work through our current challenges until we overcome them which means we just have to deal with stuff without emotions without putting that negative emotional content into oh my god this is so awful and what am i going to do without cable tv or whatever that emotional downfall is because it's our intent it's our intent it's our intent before we come in to overcome all of these challenges till they no longer upset us, and then we can elevate to the next level. And we don't know what the next level is, but if we're continually tripping over the same old stuff, then we're gonna still trip over it the next time it comes around. So if we hold on to hatred or anger or ill will towards other people, then, then we're putting our own obstacles in our, in our way. We're not right. permitting ourselves to elevate. So letting go of blaming other people for things that they did or didn't do is not the answer. So many that's part of like be, staying in the past, you know, right. if somebody did something, something to us, it's learning to forgive and move forward and, you know, not to have expectations of our future, but be excited about the opportunities and the blessings and the miracles. And that's, 
because we don't know. We, like you said, you wanted that. The answer you received was, you know, cut your expenses. That wasn't what you wanted to hear. But that's the way it works. You know, you really, but the more you're grateful for what you have, the more you do receive. Right. So many of life's obstacles can be remedied by adding joy to your life. Add joy and you're nurturing yourself with God's energy. Life is supposed to be challenging, but then it's also supposed to be enjoyed. And if we can let go of the negative, repetitive patterns and thoughts that we have and add joy instead and fill your life with joy and with a positive attitude by expecting joy to come in. So this past Christmas, I was full of joy. It's you know going to be Christmas. I have children that are all over the country and the one who lives closest to me has the babies and I'm all excited. And, you know, their Christmas presents are wrapped in, in, in bundles by the door. And my, my daughter's a chef. So, you know, I know it's going to be a great meal, but I bake the desserts and it's a big family get together and it's something to look forward to. And two days before the holiday, I get a call. Okay, we don't have the phone like this anymore, but I get a call and it's like, mom, the kids have been throwing up all week. Isaac and I are sick. Everybody here is sick. I'm afraid I'm going to have to cancel Christmas. Now, the normal person would be upset and dejected. My brother told me I should go anyway, but I didn't miss a beat. It was like, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. You know, if there's anything I can do, let me know. But it's three and a half hours away to her home. I said, you know, of course, I'm not going to come, you know, be, um, take care of yourself. And everything. We'll get together later. Don't worry, we'll get together later. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my Heavenly Father, for protecting me from these viruses. It's she and her husband and their two kids, all sick. His parents live with them. And one of his sisters passed away just before these two got married. And they took in his sister's three teenage children. Nine people in her home, all with viruses. Oh my God, thank you so much for, I mean, she could have not said anything and just made do because she's still cooking for nine people. Right. Saved her mom from being very ill. You know, I, I don't want to think of myself as an older person, but it takes me longer to recuperate once I'm inundated with virus. Mm -hmm. And then I started counting all my other blessings. It's like, I don't have to drive three and a half or four hours to get there. I don't have to spend the money on gasoline. Woohoo! I can save that yeah. money. Christmas Day, you know, I had off. I was going to be there. I can spend the whole day in my pajamas if I want. And, and that's that a blessing. Day, <laughs> that day, I ate what I wanted when I wanted. I watched all the silly Christmas movies I could stand on TV. And it was heaven on earth. And while everybody else might have been upset, I had a grand old time. And my daughter was very gracious and she videoed the kids so I could watch on my computer in my jammies with my little cup of coffee while they're all coughing and sneezing and the kids were running around opening presents. But it was it was enough to see them doing that. My son-in-law told me later that after they opened the presents, they all like collapsed on the couch like slugs all day because they were so exhausted from the disease. Yeah. So I was really very grateful not to have to be there. And as it turned out, we got together a couple of weeks later 
And what difference does it make? I don't care if it's the end of December or the beginning of January. It was just as wonderful to get together when they were healthy and share the time together. Absolutely. And that's that's a, a, a great story to share because people do right away. They they get that, you know, response of disappointment or, you know, like the world just crumbled. And it's just a blip in the radar. I mean, enjoy the moment and do your thing. Like you turned it into a positive. I would have been happy too, because I like to stay in my jammies and watch the Christmas, corny Christmas movies and stuff like that. But, you know, we get, even when I am with the family, you know, it's such a, a, a rush with the young kids that by the middle of Christmas, we are all just kind of chilling out watching TV anyway. Right. Yeah, and you can have your Christmas any day of the year. So every morning, every morning when I get up, I sit on the edge of my bed and I breathe in joy. And I breathe it in like I'm a kid on Christmas morning, like I'm a five-year-old. Something wonderful is coming to me today. And I breathe it in until I could feel it in every cell. So it can take two or three minutes to get that energy going once you're, you're just waking up. And filling yourself with joy is the most magnificent thing. Think of it like taking a new vitamin. I took vitamin joy this morning. If we're childlike in our approach, it's even better. Every single year at the beginning of the year, we're given new energy to deal with our life differently. Uh, it gives us a different attitude or a different approach to our situations. And sometimes that's all we need. But if we still need to achieve goals, we need to add positivity to it. Quit telling yourself that life is too hard or you're too this, that, or the other, and start expecting something wonderful to come to you and make it a today energy. Something wonderful is coming to me now. Lots of wonderful things are coming to me today. So it, it gives you something to be excited about. The physical body responds to joy because it's an energy that is not measurable by mankind. Yeah, it's way up there in the, the scale of consciousness. You know, it's right. right up there with love. And I start my day with um, something very similar. I always say, thank you, God. Thank you for this auspicious day, the opportunities, the people that I'm going to meet and the fun I'm going to have. Yeah, nice. Because it's, you know, I bring it in. I bring it mm -hmm. in. So if you can fill your life with joy, you will be energized with the opportunity to love your life. We were taught in class over and over again, Eileen's mantra, oh my gosh, I think it was every class, thoughts are living things. So what are you thinking about? Might as well make it joyful as instead of, a, oh God, it's Monday or you know whatever it is people tell themselves right. every day. Let's make today our fresh start. Turn the page of your book of life. So we have something wonderful that we are adding to our life, but you have to do more than just fill your life with joy. You also have to protect it. So we're going to do a little prayer of protection that I learned. It's in my book. We can go over it now and at the end. Why don't we hold a, a minute on that one? Okay. After we do the commercial break, we can come okay. back and do the prayer. I would okay. love that if that works for you. It does. Okay. So Tiffany, we'll take the commercial break right now. Or when you get to it. <laughs> 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're back and we're going to do a little okay. prayer for protection. Okay. So the prayer is very simple and it can be done in one breath. And it goes like this. You say, I, and you say I, your name. Mary. Protect myself. Protect within myself. The, within the love of my father in heaven. The love of my father in heaven. From all evil. From all evil. Amen. Amen. And that's it. It takes one breath. It's very simple. Once I memorized mm -hmm. it, it's it's a piece of cake. So you oh, had oh. said something about thoughts. And you mentioned that, you know, people have these thoughts and they're, they're not filled with joy. They're negative. Um, I feel that even thoughts are forms of prayer because we're so connected energetically. Mm -hmm. So your thoughts do create your world because they're heard. So being mindful of those thoughts and, and being joyful in your thoughts and being grateful in your thoughts go very far, but that it's not a pattern. It, I mean, it's not something that you can just flip a switch and change when your pattern is to get up. Like you said, Oh, it's another day. I got to go to the office. It's, you know, Monday or whatever. Oh, the traffic. And, that's how most people or a lot of people live and they're stuck in this negative mundane way of living. And it, they really do. If they practice and are diligent, it's like meditation. It's a practice. You get better and better. It's like learning to play an instrument. It mm -hmm. takes practice to get better and better. And it's the same thing with our thought patterns. If we practice joyful, positive grateful, peaceful thoughts will get better and better with them. Exactly. Exactly. So the prayer doesn't stop other people from being negative. They're going to be who they are no matter what. But when you step back, breathe in and say the prayer of protection, you're actually telling the universe that you value yourself and valuing yourself instigates joy. So it has multiple effects. We have more joy coming in. So in addition to saying the prayer, there's an energy that goes with it. So starting above your head, you see like a foam of white light and surround your body while you're saying the prayer. So I say your name, protect myself, 
within the love of my Father in heaven from all evil. Amen. And when you get to the amen, it's beneath the bottom of your feet. So by the time you are done saying the prayer and seeing, envisioning this, it, we're like the Pillsbury Doughboy. It's a big, white, fluffy person. And it changes our aura. And not only should you protect yourself, protect the home that you live in, wherever you live. Even if all you do is rent a basement apartment in somebody else's house, if you live in you know, a multi-level complex, above the roof, we start with the, I protect my home within the love of my Father in heaven from all evil, and that amen is beneath the foundation. So inside your home and bless and protect your possessions. Stand in the middle of your home and protect your possessions and your electronic equipment. Every single day that I get into my car, I protect my car. And I cannot tell you the number of times I've missed having accidents simply because I know that bubble of protection is, is there. Now, you have to stay conscious. You can't be fiddling on the phone and, 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 and eating and, and, and dealing with music and, and disconnected from what you're doing. So it, like I said, it doesn't stop other people, but that bubble is there. So whether you're, you know, riding in an Uber, protect that Uber. If you're walking, protect yourself when you walk. If you're flying in an airplane, oh my gosh, anytime I'm in an airplane, you bet I protect it. And I go around it from the front all the way back. And then I go around it this way because I want not just the pilots and the stewardess. I want everybody on the plane protected as well so that we can get to our destination safely. Right. If you work in a, in a, in a building, whatever, wherever you go to work, stand in the middle of the building and protect it. If you have an office in that building, protect your office. Or if you just stand at a register all day, protect where you are. Because negative people are all around us and they don't understand that they're negative. They're just trying to release their negativity. And I don't want it on me. I want to be in my little bubble of protection. Right. And, and bringing that up about um, negative people, it's... We also, when we when we do these exercises and these things that you, you're talking about, we can handle those situations in a lot more peaceful, joyful way because we don't let them penetrate that protection. We know our divine truth. We stand in that. So we don't react to their negativities or get sucked into it as we as we get stronger with who we are. Right. So a couple of years ago, I was at one of the expos and it's a healing expo. I go there to help other people deal with their lives. I walked into the expo. I blessed the whole building. I have a little booth in that expo and I blessed and protected my booth. And I'm standing there and the woman in the next booth is also, I know she's a spiritual teacher. I, she's got a business. She's got a, a retail business as well as a place that she um, teaches you know, she's got some of my books in her in her um, retail store. And, you know, I'm ready for my next customer, my next client. And she's spouting at the top of her lung a continual flow of obscenities. And she's talking with us. Now, I'm not listening to her conversation, but I can't help but hearing this flow of negative energy. So I kind of stepped away, did my prayer of protection. Well, she's going on and on. So every time I heard her voice, I protected myself again. And I could feel this energy growing to the point where 
I got giggly because I was so full of this white light of God's energy protecting me. I had a phenomenal weekend. And I know that while she's trying to release her negativity, whatever it was that she was trying to deal with, I don't want any part of it. So my energy is now big, big, big and fluffy. And don't you know that negative energy was pushed back onto her. And and truth be told, I haven't seen that woman since. She hasn't been back to that expo because that negativity bounced off. She wasn't able to release it. It came right back to her. Right, right. Joy doesn't manifest on its own. We have to participate and apply our energy to having it in our life. And, you know, you brought up the expo and, you know, I do many of them as well. And it, it's a shame because we are who we, you know, we're healers. We're there for peace, to, to spread love, uplift to others. But we, there's people that aren't always there for the right thing, or they're just not dealing with what's going on in their life the right way. So you need to be aware of that and need to do that added protection. Um, and I, when I work with people, I, I tell them all the time, like if I refer them to someone for like past life regression or or I, I don't necessarily refer them to a person, but I, I'll say, you know, maybe you should look for someone to do past life regression. I always say, do your due diligence, know to discern who is the right person for you and who isn't because just, you know, some people do weekend online programs and they hang their shingle, but they're, they're, they're not aligned. And you know what I mean when I say that, because you're aligned, I'm aligned. It's not just a matter of knowing the, you know, how to do it, but it's really living it. Mm -hmm. It's different. different. Yeah. And you know, if we put a hundred percent of positive energy towards any goal and eliminate all fear, then we are the creators of positive effects in our life, of positive things coming into our life. You know, energy depletes. If you feel that you're being depleted, if somebody's negativity is getting to you, you back up and do the prayer protection and re-energize yourself. So today we're adding a new chapter to our book of life, a chapter of joy. Make it a fresh start. You know, it's okay to fall down. Everybody falls down. We get caught up in other people's negativity. There's so much on the television that, you know, just aggravates us. But we have to like, you know, I'll hit myself and say, Susie, stop it, you know, and then get back to being positive. Right. Because I know, I know that when we open our life to joy and share joy, it comes back to us in joy. You know, when we are parents or grandparents or teachers, we have a great responsibility to not interrupt a child's learning by placing our negative, our, our lessons on them. Because each of us comes with our own little package of things that we have to accomplish. And our lessons to be learned may not be their lessons to be learned. Exactly. And, our, you know, I'm gonna, I have to bring this up because I, I just had this with a client today. We were talking about that. And, you know, we may make choices in our lives and it's like other people scratch their head and say, what are you doing that for? And they, they give their opinion. Well, it's not your business. This is my choice because this is my lesson. This is my journey. And I'm doing this. Maybe I'm taking the hard road, but it's what the road I need to do. You know? Right. So. Well, and something that you struggle with may be very easy for me or vice versa, exactly. you know, and it's not our job to, 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 
make a nasty comment about it. So I was, when I first started writing, I had my first book and I was, um, I didn't really join a group. I thought about joining a group and this, this girl who was the leader was in her young 20s. I mean, she was really young and she was, she had, a, you know, her heart was in the right place, but she didn't know what she was doing, but she wanted to help people. And somewhere along the line, I don't know how it came up, but she lives with her grandmother who got married very early, got married very young and hates her husband and stayed married to the same man, you know, all these years later and continually told this young woman, you know, not to get married because it's so awful and it's so bad. And, and, you know, I'm sure she heard all sorts of stories. And I just like my heart broke for her because grandmama does not know what her path is. She may have on her destined path, the most wonderful mate for her to meet the person that she has, you know, been waiting lifetimes to meet and have a relationship that would be loving and nurturing. And yet here she's been forewarned for so long not to participate in it that, you know, her challenge may be to, does she follow her heart or does she listen to grandma? Right. And grandma may very well have the lesson to learn that not everybody has bad relationships that, you know, hers was difficult, but here her granddaughter gets to have something wonderful. So we just don't know what our children, you know, have to have to deal with or overcome. Yeah. And it's as, as a parent, um, it's, sometimes it can be challenging to just step back and allow them to go on their journey and learn the lessons I, I can remember my son would ask me for advice on, on different things. And I would be like, well, what is your gut telling you? What do you feel? And then later on in life, he said to me, he goes, you never gave me advice. And I said, no, because it was your journey. I mean, when I'm talking when he was older, not when he was a small child. But and And I said... And besides, if I gave you advice and it didn't work out, then it'd be my fault. That's a very good point because each of us have our own pattern of success, how we achieve what we're supposed to. So me asking you, how did you do that? You know, your pattern of success may be very different than my pattern of success. You know, and people love yes. to spout off, well, you should do it this way. And it's like, well, but everybody's different. So you were very... Right very smart to, to do that. And, tell and we them. have different, like even learning, we all learn in a different way. Some are more visual, you know, so it's just, you, you need to know you and that's what it comes down to. You need to right. know you in order to know what your passion, what brings you joy. Where is, what does that look like? You know, I, when in counseling, I counsel people, they have no idea who they are. You know, they go from, you know, son or daughter to, you know, student, and then it's, they're identified by their career. And then it's like, they're, they're spouse. the spouse, and then they're yeah. the parent. And, and then they, they wake up, and they're miserable, they have no idea who they are, what they enjoy or anything about themselves. So when when my kids were little, they're, um, you know, after dinner, we would go outside for a walk in the neighborhood, probably, you know, summer or fall. And, you know, they had, they had friends in the neighborhood and my daughter had this friend, I'm going to call her Melanie. She was a very sweet, pretty little girl, but the mother was very rude and domineering. And those poor kids, you know, were like in the military and they were very little, I'm going to say, you know, six, maybe eight years old. 
And the mother was reciting a story and Melanie and, and my daughter were, you know, chit-chatting and playing around. And she said, you know, she was trying to teach Melanie how to make her bed. And she just didn't do a good job. So when, when Melanie was done, I redid it for her. Now, I mean, I was horrified. Poor Melanie was embarrassed and humiliated. And who the hell cares if um, a 40-year-old woman can make a bed? I should hope by age 40, you know how to make a bed. But she right. wasn't like teaching her child how to do it correctly. And, you know, a six-year-old is not going to make a perfect bed, right. you know, unless right. you teach them. But she wasn't encouraging. That, so, you know, that we, need, we need to add joy and celebration to other people for their successes. I mean, all she had to do was say, yeah, that's great. You know, there's one more little trick you need to learn. She could have changed how she approached it. My, and, my son, when I he, have him help me with the chores and I, I would ask him the vacuum. And he said to me one time, he goes, mom, why do you, why do you have me vacuum? I'm not good at it. And I said, because that's, what's going to get you good at it. You're right. going to learn. You're going to get the practice. I'm giving mm -hmm. you the opportunity to learn how to vacuum well. You know? Right. So we have to we have to learn to how to celebrate other people's successes, even if they're not to our measured level of um, of achievement, because not only is it important to them, everybody needs to feel their own success, but it shows the world your godliness when you can acknowledge somebody else's abilities and achievements. You know, we have we have to give thanks for all that we have, even when other people aggravate us and bless them even when they piss us off and not get tangled up in their challenges, their obstacles or their missteps. Right. Um, uh, what did the master told me? He says, if someone is broken, you don't pick up the shards of their broken pieces and continually stab yourself with them. And I thought that was, that was such that's brilliant. A brilliant way of, of saying it. It's like, because that's what we do. It's like, there are people that never learn their lessons. So instead of getting upset because they never treat you the way you want, or they never vacuum the way you want, or make the bed the way you want, just offer it up to God. Father God, Mary Beth is maybe my boss, but I just can't handle the aggravation of her not knowing her job. Or here's my dad. I just can't, you know, I don't want to deal with the fact he's so cheap, you know, whatever it is. And, mm -hmm. and then let it go and, and let and give space for the wonderful things to come in. Right. Because right. the new me wants to live in joy. I don't want to live in everybody else's garbage, <laughs> everybody else's garbage can. And sometimes that garbage is pretty deep. You know, you, you could get it lost is. in it. And they never learn. And so why yeah. am I carrying their negativity? Joy right. is with us. Joy is among us. In joy, we were birthed into this life. And in joy, we're supposed to celebrate every day of our life. And we need it. Those around us need it. Our family needs it. And the earth needs it. The earth is a living organism. And it absorbs all of this hatred and violence that's being penetrated around the earth. If we are sharing joy, feeling joy, then the earth is absorbing that too. And it needs the joy to nurture itself way more than it needs and never needs any of the hostility that's being passed along. Not that none of us, the earth, no one, no creature alive needs the hostility that's being passed along. Yeah. So, so this is the time that I chose to, to share 
this. This is only a portion of what's in my book. There are other, um, other prayers in there. There's lots of different ex exercises. To it's deal very with good, by the question. way. It's very Thank good. You. Yes. Thank you. I, yeah. I'm very appreciative of getting the information. And, you know, I was born into a family of naysayers, so I just never said anything to them because after learning as a child not to come to them all excited about something and then they would shoot it down, you know, every chance they got. I was like, but there are people that need this and they need this now. Right. So thank you so much for inviting me here. Is there anything else about yeah, it? I can I can identify with the the family and the naysayers and things like that. When I first um, was studying natural health and I was talking about water and you know and it's like oh water's water or salt salt you know and it's like it, I just I learned not to say anything to them about any of it and then I ended up moving from New Jersey to Florida so I could really step into what right. I'm supposed to be doing and not have that negativity around me. Exactly. Um, but I wanted to ask you too, um, <clears throat> as you talked about the past life and you and you got to see all these things. Um, do you did you find a lot of connection with the family that you were born into in this lifetime? Were you connected to them in the past life? And I know that we we do choose our families that we come into. And I find that most of us healers and and seekers and enlightened ones we kind of choose some of the hardest families because that's part of the journey to bring us to where we, we end up. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, growing up because I was treated like the black sheep, I felt, I didn't feel connected to them. And then I started doing past life and then lifetime after lifetime. Oh, there's mom. Oh, there's dad going back. And like, I have, um, written books and past lives because I get so much information and I do the regression like you know regression after regression after regression till I got a whole story and like I always had burning desires like well why does my mom treat me the way she did or why does my dad treat me this because they didn't treat my brother the way they treated me and each of them were different many many times were the same people and it's like oh my gosh and I the most recent book that I wrote was in um, from Atlanta. So we're talking about thousands of years ago. And there's dad showing up for the first time. It's like, oh, my God, we've been dealing with the same situation. Lifetime after lifetime that we've been together. Him's treating me the same way in all these different permeations and computations. And thank God for past life regression that I could go back and see it like like. Um, Scrooge does with the ghost of Christmas past, you know, where you're seeing something from the past and only having today's mentality of being, you know, an adult and educated and being able to see it for what it was. And then understand it's like, you know, oh my God, I should have had a V8. Of course, now I understand what that origin was. And once right. you get that, then you can release the 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 misunderstanding the not the not comprehending why they treat me the way they do right, you know, right. what i've discovered like you said you know it, yes they're the most difficult ones and i was told that you know next time i come back that i'm not going to have to deal with that again in multitude because like all these people in this crazy family were like horrible to me in past lives um, yeah but what was the point of that um 
but to learn the lesson and to know that they are who they are, who they are. And they've done the same. It's the same personality or the same attitude, not the same personality, no matter right. how we're put together in relationships. So it's right how to, to like, here, here he is, God, you know, he's still the same cheap bastard he was. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's so true because you go to the past life, you see them and you see the connection and you see the behaviors and then you, they carry through to this life, but not everyone is in this time to do the work to change. Some people don't get it. They come back, they carry on a lot of the, the, the past. When you talk karma, I believe that there's past life karma we drag into this life. It's right. not just karma that happens in this lifetime. We bring that crap with us, you know, exactly. from wherever we're exactly. at. But if we're diligent and, and it's the time and we do the work and we accept these obstacles, stepping stones and challenges as these growths and we do the work, then we, when we come back, if we do come back, it, it's not going to be as hard. And we're going to exactly. come back most likely to do more of the work that we are doing now in this a chapter of our lives that we didn't do in the beginning where we were preparing to be able to do this work. And and really, truthfully, I mean, you have to be ready to do the work. You have to be willing to change your attitude or change your approach. Now, that was my philosophy was like, what is it I have to do? Just tell me what I have to do. So I don't have to, it's like, I'm tired of Groundhog's Day. I don't want to do the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. Amen, sister. And I can I, remember I sitting on the beach in, in St. Pete, Florida, and I sat there and I sit with tears streaming down my face. And I said, dear Lord, you got a plan for me. Here I am. I'm humbly yours. Show me how to serve. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to buck it anymore. I'm opening to my gifts. Show me the direction. And that was like a, a huge moment for me. And things started to change and I just kept going in the right direction. But it's, you know, it, and it's not easy because you open up, you know, it's like when you have a wound and a scab is healing over it, but the infection is still festering. You have to have the courage to rip that scab off and dig deep and get all that infection out in order to see clearly. Well, if that's your approach to it, if that's your attitude towards it. Now, I'm like, I, like, I had friends that I studied with that hated past life regression because they always felt like they were being told that they were bad, you know, or, you know, and they hated that. Well, you're not a puppy. You're not going to get your nose smushed into the poo-poo that you just made on the floor. It's like a no. We're stepping back and we're saying, you know what? I'm just not dealing with this person correctly. They are who they are. How can I deal with them? So it's not hurting me anymore. Like, I just don't right. want their, their nonsense to hurt me anymore. Robert has a question. He, he, he wants to know, does the personality change or stay the same with past lives? Actually, the personality changes in past lives. So it depends on the nature of the lifetime of um, either what you're there to accomplish and then the parenting that you have in that lifetime. So it depends on all sorts of different factors as to, you know, what their personality is, but there's an underlying way that you connect with each other that remains the same, even though the personality is, is not always the same. And it's really right. fascinating to see yourself in different lights, to see how 
how you approach things, where you were strong, where you may not be strong now, or where you were weak in something that you're, you've acquired. And it's like, you know what? I don't, I don't act like that anymore. Right. Right. And, and your mother in this life could have been your brother in a past life, you know, it just, or your daughter or yeah. your sister or, you know, yeah. or a teacher or a friend or, you know, it just exactly. changes. Exactly. And I, and I always like to recommend if you have not experienced past life regression, to do it because it really opens your eyes to a lot of things and you get a better understanding. Um, it, it, and there's many lives there. Right. I've, I've gone back to many different lives and it's fascinating to me. And each time you do, and you come back, it, you, you learn so much more and you, you, you can see things in this life clearer than mm -hmm. you could before. Absolutely. At least that's my experience. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, what was that? Like I, I do teach past life regression. I either do privately or, or in a group. More recently, like since COVID, it's been more individual that people want to go through regression. But it's I was going to ask you then, do you do it online? Do you do like Zoom classes? Or, oh, yes. Yeah, I know. do it on, on Zoom. And they can find that all on your website, which Tiffany My has website, yeah. Exactly. Okay, good because I wanted to ask how people could get in touch with you and you have all your services listed there. I do have the services listed, yeah, on my website. Okay. And since we started, um, uh, Melinda joined us. Thank you for being here, Melinda. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Richard, I don't believe I said hello to you. And Ruth, Melissa, and Lou. Thank you all for being here. Um, yes, get you. some regulars, you know, and then some people because yeah. the show does not record it. But uh -huh. if you have any questions, you can reach out to um, Susan. You know, I guess through your website is the best Absolutely. way. Yeah. And um, so I thank you because there's so much information. And just listening to you lifted me up, you know, oh, and, and I do a lot of the same or similar things that you do every day. But as you know, I'm, I've been very busy um, with, you know, finishing, getting my affairs in order here to, to get on the road and get out of here on the 19th. Um, but it's, it, and you, you had said something earlier about you kind of get a little caught up sometimes and then you, you like kind of smack yourself out of it because yes. we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And sometimes exactly. we just get a little bit too human. And those are those moments. And it's easy to do when you're run down, tired, and you're going in 15 different directions. So always remember to start your day with a protection and a joyful prayer. Get in your car, bless everything that you have, and stay in gratitude. I thank you so much for being thank here, Thank you, Susan. Mary. And thank you, everyone. And everyone else. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.